Because it's fight scenes, I wanted to know, have you ever been in a fight? <gasps> Outside of school, you know, I don't think I ever remember being in a proper, proper fight. I've seen plenty of fights and been in the, I've been the observer and uh, of fights, but no. Have you? Yeah, I was in a fair few, because um, uh, they wanted to beat the tan out of me. But <laughs> the last fight I was in, I must have been about 17, and yeah, I lost that one. But, you know, in my defence, she was big for a 12-year-old. <laughs> I wonder you were 17. But don't... I'll use small words that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. What did you say? You are a sad, strange little man. Don't call me stupid. Let's get started! Hello and welcome to The Best Bits, a movie podcast where each week we pick our favourite scenes from randomly selected, weirdly specific themes. This is your co-host Kevin, a writer of one film. (laughs) And I'm joined once again by my co-host of three films, two of which are Oscar nominated, Will Collins. Glad you could join us! Hello, how are you? That was, you know, you went off script and when you said the two two Oscar nominated thing, I went... (laughs) What? <laughs> Just at that moment of what are you on about? That's what I say every every time I notice that. I'm like, what? Ouch! Clean hit! <laughs> because you went off script, and I was just going, that's not that's not what I usually hear. Stick to the um, script, Kevin. Hello, night, lovely to be back again. It's it's amazing. It's, it's <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's good. It's good to chat to you again. It's okay. Uh yeah. And this week, Kevin, you are going to talk about best. Fight scene. Yeah, everybody is kung fu fighting. And it's again, it's another massive category. And uh, in order to be able to do it in any way, any justice, I had to sort of like eliminate some sort of subcategories. Uh, so I have immediately, right off the bat, I've ruled out battle scenes. So there's no like. Uh, end game stuff or Lord of the Rings there's nothing where it's army against army that's all nixed because uh, that can be in its own category like you know best battle scene or whatever um, I've also gotten rid of competition fights yeah. so unfortunately we're not going to get those six seconds oh. of uh, karate kids high kicks um, I'm not going to get into ninja stuff uh, I'm just going to stick with like hand to hand combat maybe some bladed edges here and there but it's it's going to be like fisticuffs that's that's the the fight scenes that I'm going to be dealing with. Handbags. Yes, handbags at dawn. <laughs> yeah, I this this is I honestly when uh, the topic popped up last week, I breathed a sigh of relief knowing that I, it wasn't going to come up for me because it's humongous and simply <laughs> looking at you know the 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 collection of Jackie Chan films alone. Like each film, you could pick a best fight scene from each one of these films. Almost. She hit me with the Jackie Chan. So um, oh, I'm Jesus. raring to go. I'm ready to box the head. <laughs> <So off. laughs> How many Red Bull did you have? I want to be something. Well, I was gonna just like kick it off by firstly just asking, do you know who was the first actor to do a martial art on screen? The first Hollywood actor. Oh man! The first Hollywood actor to do a martial art on screen. Yeah. Was it? No. Okay. I'm. This. I. I. I haven't prepped this. Was okay. it? Sharon Tate. Huh? Oh. Uh. I thought that was. <laughs> no. I was immediately like going to um. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh. No, it wasn't Sharon Tate. It was um. Okay. Spencer Tracy in Bad Day at Black Rock. Oh. He sort of has one hand in his pocket and the other hand, he's like doing karate chops to disarm these guys which are hassling him in a in a diner, and it's ludicrous. But, you know, it, uh, it counts as the first martial arts on screen from a Hollywood actor. So Spencer Tracy, of all people. Wow. That's, that's fascinating. It is. Pick up the pace! Seeing as this is going to be fight scenes, and as I was saying, it, it's a massive topic. To, to cover everything, I was going to break them down into their own specific little subcategories. Cool. And I was going to go 12 rounds with you. Oh. And each round <laughs> is going to be its own boat. Right. And just like you've got like welterweights and featherweights and heavyweights and stuff, we're going to start building up. Yeah. But... In order to sort of give everybody their fair shake and to sort of try and touch on as many different uh, cool fight scenes as possible, yeah. I thought that uh, I'd break them down that way. And the first one up, round one, is going to be 
goodness gracious gang fights. Oh. And I'm going to tell you two films, and I want you to basically decide which one of these two uh, should get that title of best gang fight. Oh. And the winner is going to face off against the title okay. uh, at the very end. It's the battle of the century! Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's uh, it's basically winner takes all. That's exciting. But the two films that I have chosen are Anchorman, Legend of Ron Burgundy. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> Here comes trouble. Keep it tight perimeter. Ah, Burgundy, the Channel 4 News Team. And the Warriors. Ah! The battle has begun! Ah! The 1979 film from Walter Hill with a banging soundtrack. Yeah. That one feels like it's a, it's 3am at the taxi rank, you know, with your chicken sandwich. And everybody's just like kicking the heads out of each other to like get the taxi. Right. And it's got girls, it's got blood. Fellas being flung against bathroom mirrors. It's just a melee. It's chaos ensues. Boy, that escalated quickly. So Anchorman, for those that don't know, and everyone knows, but it's a 2004 Adam McKay film. And uh, the fight scene, the big gang fight scene in that, involves the different networks going head to head. Come get a taste. And they basically just go hell for leather, kicking shit out of each other for like bragging rights. You've got like 24 men going head to head and they are yeah. firing tridents and they're using uh, bike locks and they're, and they're setting nets. guys on fire. <laughs> they're riding, riding around with nets and they're capturing guys and snaring them. It's proper Spartacus stuff. It's great. <laughs> it really is. And it escalates very quickly. <laughs> There's one rule. No touching of the hair and face. Yeah. I think it's one of the best gang fights out there. Unless you consider the Warriors. Who will emerge victorious? It's easy right now. It's Anchorman. There it is! Anchorman is so outrageous <laughs> and it is escalates so quickly and it's so hilarious. But yet the execution of it, they kind of execute it like Spartacus. And um, <laughs> it's just, it, no, it's just so much fun. They just embraced it. And um, it has to be, for me, the Anchorman um, Channel Newsman uh, epic. Yeah, I stabbed a man in the heart. I saw that. Brick killed a guy. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, there were horses and a man on fire, and I killed a guy with a trident. Brick, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You should find yourself a safe house or a relative close by. Lay low for a while, because you're probably wanted for murder. And there's the first hit! What's next? Round two! There's a lot of ways that a fighting can begin. You've got, like, ambushes, you've got, like, uh, face-offs, you've got, like, side quests, sort of, like... Uh, head-to-heads with henchmen uh you've got the ultimate showdown with the big boss but the one that i'm going for this category are like the sneak attacks the ones where our hero gets jumped and the two that i think sort of like best capture that feeling of oh shit are eastern promises from david cronenberg you want to go for a drink it's christmas everything's closed sometimes if things are closed you just open them up and it's the turkish bathhouse sort of uh, brawl that takes place with the two Chechen hitmen storming uh, where uh, Viggo Mortensen's chauffeur has been set up. And basically, when he's at his most defenseless, when he's stark bollock naked, he has to defend himself. The anxiety that that scene induced in him. <laughs> because shocking. It's that sense of like, I'm, I'm anxious climbing out of a bat. And in case anyone sees you, I know. I listen. I don't want to have any of my neighbours have a, a insecurity about their bodies. Perfect. But you know what I mean. It felt really vulnerable for Viggo Mortensen because he was in his bare tippy toes, and these lads are coming in with their with their big heavy boots and leather jackets, yeah. and and that that knife. Even that knife is menacing. It's a small little hooky knife that one of the assassins hitmen comes in with. It's a brutal one. It's a br- it's a brilliant fight scene. Cronenberg loves his body horror and he yeah. really goes to town on it in that moment. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, fair play to Figo Mortensen for just like yeah. going for it because that couldn't have been an easy, you know, um, sequence to uh, to shoot in like a, a soundstage in England. Jesus. Incredible. I can't believe it. So there's that one. There's that one. That's a good one. But the challenger 
is uh, Haywire. What will happen now? And it's the fight between Michael Fassbender oh. and Gina Carino yeah. in the Shelburne Hotel. <laughs> Where basically she walks in and she's playing a black ops operative who's been marked for death. And uh, Fassbender is the one that's going to take her out. He jumps her. And what ensues is basically one of the most realistic, I think, girl versus guy fights mm-hmm. where you really feel that uh, she could kill him if she gets the upper hand and it just feels like a really visceral believable fight scene mm-hmm. uh, yeah that was uh, I've only seen it the once and she uh, I remember uh, having the uh, feeling that like physically on the screen she had such physical presence because she obviously comes from that background the fight coordinator on that was um, JJ Perry and he's also a fighter and he was just saying that like she could knock any guy out hand or foot that you know when he was able to um, choreograph those fights and you know you had guys from the Matrix that were working on that as well uh, they they were saying that she was really hitting Michael wow. Fassbender so he took an awful lot of she- punishment in that but that's where the punches they feel like they've got heft to them Mallory you're in my overhead I think this through you've been out of control since you've arrived you need to cut hit it who will emerge victorious? You put them up side by side. The Eastern Promises is the one that does it for me. K.O. Because of that sense of brutality. The only thing about the Eastern Promises fight, which I think you can ding it on, is that nobody kicks him in the balls. <laughs> that's, that, that's what you want. You just want to have a swift <laughs> kick straight into the nuts. I don't know why assassins. Just, <laughs> I suppose that would end it too quickly. But why don't like if I was going into any of these fights, the first thing I'd be going for is a swift kick into the nads. You know, that's like <laughs> you heard it there first. That's the first, my first port of call. No honor, <laughs> no, no surrender. Your rank just went down. That's like yeah, that would be. I'm just going, just try and kick him in the balls first of all. That doesn't work out. If you could, if you pull it off, the fight's over. But you know, if you pull what off? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so we're giving oh, that one to Eastern Promises then. Eastern Promises. Okay. Now I'm going to do his teeth and cut off his fingers. You might want to leave it on. Let's keep it up! Round three. Street Fight Smackdowns. Oh, yeah. And when you're thinking about street fights, you can't do any better. Then they live. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Which was parodied by Soap Park. Cripple fight! Kaboom! Kaboom! Jammer! You dirty motherfucker! You know, the gas thing about that was that I only watched They Lived for the first time in the last six months. And I had seen that cripple fight 15 years ago. And I always just thought that was hilarious on its own, not realizing that they were parodying They Live. Um, but then when I saw They Live... I think they go like a beat for beat. They don't, they don't change yeah, a thing. But I think what happened to me was because I'd seen the cripple fight in South Park, and I saw they live, and it's just, they're just they're just they're just ripping off soap pack. Come on, come on. Dirty motherfucker. But yeah, it, I saw that recently uh, for the first time, and I feel it's one of those fights that you kind of had to have seen back in the day when it, when it first But that's out. like a brawl and that one does actually have people getting kneed in the balls. I think Keith David like <laughs> knees Randy Roddy Piper like in the balls but three times back to oh, back to back. Now did you say if there's if there's ball damage done that goes up in my <laughs> that goes up in my estimations a bit. You just went up a rank. And it's all just to get him to put on the glasses. <laughs> put on the glasses. Yeah, he's so he's beating shit out of him. <laughs> he will not put on those fucking glasses. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. All right, boys, break it up. But that's the challenger. Brace yourself for a major turn of events! And in the blue corner, I have a 2001's romantic comedy, Bridget Jones' Diary. 
I'm almost ready to call this one. <laughs> where Hugh Grant and Colin Firth have an all-out slap fight in the street where not a single blow is exchanged. Okay, that's good. <laughs> the most realistic fight scene of all of those I'm going to mention tonight. All right, Cleaver, outside. <laughs> I'm sorry? Outside? Uh, should I bring my dueling pistols or my sword? <laughs> they do seem like two, just two posh... Two dandy fops. Twits. <laughs> it's the handbags. That's the, this, it's the handbags fight. That's the fight that I probably would end up in if I ever was ever to get in one again. The Bat Lady is about to sing! Uh, look, they live... Is might be old, but it, it's got a lot more. It's got a lot more fight in it than than those two those two clowns at the end of Bridget Jones. So I think, yeah, I think you just settled on it. It's got a lot more fight in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So here it's Day Live. This round is is it's it's a knockout for Day Live. Ladies and gentlemen, the ultimate street fighter, dirty motherfucker. <laughs> And the battle continues. Round four. When I think about fights and movies, a lot of them, they tend to take place like in, in enclosed spaces. So you've got like stuff in, in stairwells and elevators. Um, but the one that seems to pop up an awful lot are hallways. Yeah. And the two that I've gone with are the raid. <laughs> pretty much the entire film takes place in corridors. And Old Boy, the Spike Lee film that stars Josh Brolin. <laughs> the only version of that film that anyone should watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the, the 2004 Old Boy by uh, Chan Wook Park. The hammer fight, where he's basically just like battering shit out of people. It's savage. <laughs> The fight is underway. Which of these two challengers will walk away a champion? Fight! That old boy one. It's unbelievable. That scene is just so brutal. And there's a there's a real sense that he should he should be dead. He should yeah. be dead. And you feel like he's he's not a Superman. Uh, but it, just when you think he's won, there's more come and there's more come. And uh, oh, it's it's so brutal. And Ray kind of has a similar vibe, where it's just it's, it feels like it's it's almost insurmountable. The the enemies he faces as well. Yeah, the raid. So it was made by uh, Garrett Evans, who everybody knows at this stage. Like he's a Welsh guy, but it's an Indonesian sort of fight film with Silat uh, martial arts, and the star of that is Eko mm-hmm. Weiss, and uh, it basically just has him as like a SWAT officer who um, is doing a raid with his team in a, a high rise tenement to take down sort of a gang lord. And everything goes wrong and they end up trapped, and uh, Eko yeah. has to sort of fight his way out, going essentially corridor to corridor. And unfortunately for him, everyone in the building is basically a stuntman and a martial artist. So <laughs> Coincidentally. <laughs> it was just, they, ran, they randomly all rented the same, uh, you know, apartments in this building. That's a, listen, that's a class film. And I remember watching that in the cinema and I remember kind of coming out going, feeling I was a little bit, everyone was raving about it and I was a little bit exhausted by it. Because the fights went on so long. There's a there's a fight scene in it which t- takes about I think it's like seven minutes, and it's just two guys in a room just like punching each other. It does feel a little bit like a stunt reel. The only but listen, if you were weighing them up, right? And if you're that's what you're asking me to do. You were, you're asking me to weigh up the raid and all the boy. The world is holding its breath in anticipation. This is going to end in violence. Honestly, would have to go with all the boy. There's so much. That film is such a an overall a great film, but there's a sense in that scene where you feel unlike like the um, Jackie Chan films and all those uh, other Hong Kong movies that you feel like he sh- he's going to die. <laughs> he's, he's going to die. There's a real sense of dread. So I just think mm. um, Old Boy um, by Country Mile is the is the winner in that boat. Round five. I hope you're ready. So, we've had street fights. We've had gang fights. We've had fights in enclosed spaces. We've had sneak attacks, hallway brawls. And now it's time for some good old-fashioned girl fights. Women beating the shit out of each other. (laughs) It is. It's the hold my earrings round. (laughs) And first up, in the red corner, I chose 
crouching tiger hidden dragon. Oh yes. It's Michelle Yeoh versus Zhang Ji. Yeah, that is. And it's a really graceful sort of like um, uh, a fight that takes place in the temple. It's almost like a ballet, the, the fight scenes in that film. But that is, um, you know, Michelle Yeoh being the, one of the titans of martial arts movies, mm-hmm. sort of facing off against a, a, a younger ingenue. Yeah, and so Michelle Yeoh's weapons are, keeps getting, the Green Dragon keeps slicing through her weapons and stuff like that. It's a great scene. It's fantastic. And uh, brilliantly shot and choreographed and edited and, oh, like, and performed. It's fantastic. I love that one. That film is just full of, of great uh, fight scenes. In fact, I was reading about uh, Roger Ebert saying that it was his favourite martial arts film that he'd seen wow. uh, up until that point. Wow. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. And it, didn't it sweep the Oscars as well? It got well, it definitely got a it got nominated. It got a load of nominations anyway. Where how many it actually claimed? I'm I'm, I'm uncertain, but well executed. It's beautifully shot. The stunt performance is uh, amazing. Yeah, by the guy that did the Matrix as well, Yun Wu Ping. Uh, his credits include The Matrix. There's so much crossover between all these sort of like uh, guys where they've all sort of had a hand or they all know each other, whether they're stunt performers or they're, you know, wire work guys. But uh, yeah, uh, and I suppose they were all operating at the peak at that time. Imagine it's a small community. But that that's like in the red corner and then in the blue corner. What could possibly be that? You can't come up with anything that'll be that. Brace yourself for a major turn of events! The ultimate throwdown between two bad bitches. Aliens. Get away from her, you bitch! Oh, God. That's a, t- that's a rough one. Looks like we can expect fireworks! <laughs> that's what I thought as well. That's like, isn't that tough? Oh, you bitch. Like, oh, that's, that's utterly epic. So basically, the alien queen trained for six months to get into shape for that fight. <laughs> <laughs> learned Krav Maga. And, uh, yeah, they ended up cutting a lot of it out of the film... Uh, but, yeah. Is that the one where she actually broke her leg, so she ended up just doing a lot of handwork and stuff like that? It is. They, break a leg doing that. They had to use a stunt double, but um, you know you can kind of see it in some of the uh, <laughs> the wide shots. Uh, no, I just thought that like there are some fight scenes that are like just perfection. They're like song and dance numbers. Yeah. Come on! Come on! And then there were just like out and out brawls where. The emotion of the movie is just coming to a head, and you were just like rooting just to uh, smash this motherfucker's head in. Yeah. What a rush! It's the culmination of, uh, her, for her character, like two films of complete and utter dread, and her life being taken away from her, and now she finally gets to not only face off against the thing that spawned her nightmares, but face off against her in a fucking mech suit. Yeah. I love the hydraulic sounds and the. Of of um, her, her the feet of this loader. If I you to put them against each other, let's say on the plus column, I'm like going for Crouching Tiger. It's not the climax of that of that narrative. Whereas Aliens, it is the climax of that narrative. But in mm. Aliens, it is very artificial in the sense that they're two giant puppets. One, you know, Ellen's being controlled by a guy <laughs> in the suit, and the other one's being puppeteered by cranes. And that didn't stop me with sex scenes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But if I had to go for that fight, I'm going to go for the incredible athleticism of um, Crushing Tiger, Hidden Dragon. K.O. Game over, man. It's game over. And Michelle Yeoh is popping up again in my next category, which is Tag Team Throwdowns. Round pick. And first up is Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock in Yes, Madam. Oh. Which, for those that aren't particularly familiar with this one... It's a 1985 Hong Kong action film where Michelle Yeoh is a police inspector who teams up with Carrie Morris, who's an American, to get hold of a microfilm. And the film itself is particularly, you know, ropey. The Hong Kong films of that era, they would um, get by on shoestring storylines, but the fight scenes, they went all out in. And uh, the fight scene in this film between Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yeoh, where they're working side by side to take down this room full of henchmen, mm-hmm. is unreal. Like the skill that's on display. <laughs> Let's see how good you ladies are, but not without your weapons. <laughs> Get them. Right. 
I haven't seen it, Kevin. Congratulations! Your rank just went down. Oh. All bets are off! Anything can happen now! And go, what I'll do for this round is that you can pick who wins this round. Well, I would pick that one. You didn't do too bad. <laughs> well, you didn't do too bad yourself, Carrie. That is, apart from those two behind you. Ah, that's typical of women always talking! Why are you wasting your time in discussion? The ladies want to fight? Let's do it. Yeah. You ready? Ha. Ha. Yeah, I'm as ready as you are. Beautiful. So I'm laying my cards at the table and say that would be my favourite tag team because it's just so sort of like jaw-dropping. But the one that I was going to throw in as the main challenger against this mm-hmm. is uh, Captain America Civil War. And it's where Steve Rogers and his best friend, uh, the Winter Soldier, are fighting to uh, save uh, the Winter Soldier's life against Tony Stark because Tony Stark has just found out that the Winter Soldier killed his parents and Steve has been trying to uh, to save his friend yeah. who he knows is a good guy uh, at heart who's been brainwashed and yeah. is, is hurting and um, it, it's just sort of like a moment where a best friend is standing by his friend who's done wrong uh, and he won't allow his other best friend to kill him and um, aside from the, you know, all the pyrotechnics and the CGI stuff and all that kind of things, I just felt like, well, I'm, I'm kind of on Iron Man's side and I'm kind of on Steve Rogers' side. But to see the two guys basically yeah. fighting alongside each other to um, put down Iron Man, I just thought it was a cool little tag team moment. Yeah. Did you know? Yes. I actually rewatched that scene today because um, I th- didn't think I was going to pick any Marvel scenes, but I uh, made a note of that one because so many p- times people complain about those Marvel movies having this big kind of black, kind of like CGI uh, f- third acts or big, huge climaxes that really don't amount to anything. And in Civil War... Quite a small one. It's a small one. It's intimate and it's like everything kind of comes out, everything kind of comes down to the... The crux of these three characters and uh, the, the the drama and their relationship, the, the complexity of the relationship basically feeds into this fight. And as you said, you don't know, you, you can, you're, you're siding with, with both sides. This isn't going to change what happened. I don't care. He killed my mom. I think the, the, the two uh, Captain America sequels have a lot of my favourite scenes from all of the MCU films in terms of action. And also, you were you were talking about confined fights, and of course, the confined fight in the elevator in Winter Soldier as well is fantastic. Where Captain America realizes he's in a room full of his enemies, and he he fights them. Like, yeah, it's a pretty cool scene as well. They also have a great confined fight where all the Avengers are fighting each other in an enclosed warehouse that um, they've made out to look like an airport on a green screen. <laughs> and there's the That's true, true fact there. I understood that reference. Round seven. About seven. So we're right. over halfway. How long will this go on? <laughs> I'm fired up. I, I'm, 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 I'm feeling a little bit dizzy. I, do, I can't see out of my left eye. Um, but Mickey's coming in with a secret blade and he's going to split me. Get up, you son of a bitch. Mickey loves you. You're delirious. You've had too many punches <laughs> to the head. Okay, about seven then. Let's do it. Ready? Go! Is you must be joking. And this is basically comedy fights, Hollywood comedy right. fights. And the first one that I chose is one that doesn't get enough love, and it was a flop on release. If anyone out there hasn't seen it, they should definitely seek it out. But it's um, The Lonely Island's first film, and it's uh, Hot Rod. And it's the fight scene where uh, Hot Rod is going up against Ian McShane and they get into an all-out brawl and it's it's one of the funniest all-out fight scenes in modern comedies. Well, well, well. Finally. A fight. I might actually... Ah! Ah! Gotcha. What the hell? Is that a throwing, sir? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 It is very good. I, I This is one of those films I saw in the last couple of years, and it made me lament the fact that we have so few comedies these days. We have so few good comedies. Because when that film came out... Why is that? 
uh, because maybe the world's gone to shit and no one's got a sense of humor. No, everyone's afraid <laughs> to laugh at things now. I think maybe something it's something to do with that. I'm not really sure. Um, but remember that there was a time once where you could just go to the cinema and pretty much confidently have a, a comedy uh, available to you. And Hot Rod was one of those films that was just came out and went and no one went to see it. But it was just one in a stream of comedies. And I saw it just a couple of years ago and I went, that is so delightfully silly. So just playfully silly <laughs> and ridiculous and wonderful. There's also that really funny moment where he's... Um He's getting all his frustration in the woods, and he's uh, he's having sort of like a classic '80s uh, moment yeah. where the soundtrack is getting to him, and he's he's sort of like half dancing. And he starts yeah. he starts leaping all over the place <laughs> until he basically loses his footing, and you just hear "Oh shit!" <laughs> and he tumbles down a mountain. Shit. He's going and going. And it looks like they threw that stuntman really into it. Because that is not like um, a dummy. Oh, it's so much fun. Ah, but the challenger. Pull out all the stops. And that's uh, Happy Gilmore. Fantastic combo. These fighters are really evenly matched. Where Adam Sandler is punching shit out of Bob Barker from The Price is Right. All right, let's go. You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. (laughs) If you can't remember, he's basically Bob Barker's in his late 70s. And... And they're on a they're on a sort of a golf tournament where they're they're, they're playing in partnership, and Adam Sandler keeps fucking up, and Bob Barker basically loses his rag, and get into an all-out scrap, and yeah, it's a uh, it's real dad punching, but it's hilarious. The price is wrong, bitch. I think you've had enough. No. Now you've had enough, bitch. Oh, you know where my problem is? What? I have never found the Adam, Sa- Adam Sandler comedies that funny. You should watch Uncut Gems. It's uh, hilarious. Oh, he re- I've heard. I was in bits laughing at that. Okay, um, I will watch Because it. he kept sort of like, he kept making all the wrong decisions. It was so funny. I don't know what, <laughs> what was wrong. But, you know, he always plays those idiots, so. Yeah, I know. I know this is going to cause a lot of... Uh, I suppose uh, ire and uh, irritation amongst our listeners, but I am going with Hot Rod and Ian McShane and Andy Samberg. I prefer that film; it's funnier, and that scene is hilarious. And if you hadn't seen it, you have to see it. It's a great little film. Hot Rod. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool cool beans. Beans. Cool beans. Cool cool beans. Beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Takedowns. Oh shit! This is basically where one guy grabs a weapon mm-hmm. and defends himself. And the first up, you can't really get around the fact that Jackie Chan is one of the all-time greatest martial artists. But one of his most famous scenes is the one in uh, Police Story Four: First Strike, where he basically grabs a stepladder and defends himself against a warehouse full of thugs uh, using just a stepladder, and he yeah. gets himself into all types of uh, uh, scenarios with it. Um, and it's fantastic. It's such a joy to watch. Can you please tell me where your brother's hiding? Why do you want him? Because only your brother can prove I'm not a killer. Let's beat him up first. It's just absolutely incredible. It's, a, it's not a small stepladder. It's a stepladder. It's about like, uh, a good 10 foot. So, like, oh, the, the, he's, he manages... Like, honestly, I walk around my stepladder 
um, right now, and I feel it's going to kill me, right? So I'm afraid when I put it down and, like, you know, extend it out, I'm, like, going, this thing's going to... Jackie Jan literally is like is like Fred Astaire uh, dancing with Ginger Rogers with this with this stepladder. <laughs> and uh, it's fantastic. I love that scene. It's brilliant. Well, I wouldn't compare Ginger Rogers to a stepladder. I mean, she, she had a lot to do. <laughs> I'm saying... It's like, it's like what he does is like all of a sudden he's he's so graceful and he is so uh, he's got such a genius in his in his limbs he's able to make an inanimate object used to to to, to, to climb elevate yourself and climb and reach high places uh, an incredible an equally incredible dancer so um so I don't know what possibly could compete against it. It's Born Identity, and it's Matt Damon using a pen to basically fight off the guy in uh, the Parisian apartment. I saw some behind-the-scenes footage of that scene, and they are going full at it. Like, you know, they're not just relying on... Uh, quick uh, editing to create the illusion it is choreographed that's, that's one of the things which I didn't like about the sequels to the Bourne films was the uh, the shaky cam where basically they'd have fights in the sequel where the guys would move out of shot mm-hmm. and you wouldn't even know what's going on you just sort of hear like uh, uh, the scuffle happening off screen I much prefer the first one yeah. I think it's the, the best of the, the Bourne films and the gas thing about it was I remember watching that first Bourne film and it is in itself has a handheld style and I remember at the time thinking oh this too this is too handheld I can't really follow the action and you compare that to the later films or compare that to what we're used to you know what really became the norm and the trend throughout the, the 2000s and the first film is practically feels like it's like been shot on a steady cam by comparison to later fight scenes I just remember being so irritated by the second one when Matt Damon is looking at himself in the mirror and the camera is shaking the whole time as if like the guy is on roller skates in an earthquake I'm like what is going on why you, why what's all this false intensity you're bringing to the to the, the scene it just felt like a bit forced uh-huh. the cinematographer was just drinking way too much coffee that's what the problem was with the camera operator well Irish coffees <laughs> but Kevin if you had to put that, the Jackie Chan please, uh, please story for stepladder scene up against uh, Born Identity magazine the pen scene the fight is underway which of these two challengers will walk away a champion there's no question about it Jackie Chan wins it hands down no one could have seen that coming it's just choreography is amazing it's just endlessly rewatchable like you can just put on that scene and just smile and say wow what a talent what what uh, a, an amazing accomplishment. So it's Jackie Chan by a country mile. Matt Damon is kicked out of the ring. Out with a bang! So there we go. Will doesn't like Matt Damon. <laughs> really likes Jackie Chan. Round nine. It's a battle of endurance. But do you like Keanu Reeves? Because about nine, it's War Keanu. Whoa! Oh, excellent. And it's John Wick 3's antique shop fight where, for me, this is the best fight sequence in all of the John Wick films. And it, it's John Wick running into a, an antique shop where they have glass cabinets all on yeah. either side of them that are filled with antique knives. And, of course, in come the henchmen because he's always being swarmed by about 15 guys at once. And uh, they're basically just smashing and grabbing as many knives as they can and flinging them at each other. And it sort of reminds me of like school fights you'd have where you're picking up stones yeah. and just whipping them at each other back and forth. And I just love the sort of the um, the comedy of it, even though it's not done for like fast running. But you can tell that they're they're having a laugh. Whoa! And uh, that was directed by, uh, how do you say his name? Chad Stahelski. Stahelski. Yeah, so he was like Keanu Reeves' stunt double on like the Matrix films. 
it's it must have been an interesting sort of experience to have your stuntman directing you in the film. But he did a fucking brilliant job. Whoa, that's for sure. Whoa. I'm so glad you picked that scene because I actually thought the first one was great fun, the second one overcomplicated, and the third one kind of overcomplicated again. But I distinctly remember that scene. It had an ebb and flow to it, and uh, yeah, the throwing stuff at each other was good crack. You know, it was a good little comedy piece. Um, that's a damn good one. But Keanu has done a fair... Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I can imagine. I think I know where you're going with the next one. Yeah. Well, it can only be Neo from The Matrix. And it is the one which I referenced in the musical episode where I said I listened to this music probably about two or three hundred times when I was writing a, a script once. And oh. it's uh, the Chateau fight. Kill you. where Keanu is fighting five different martial artists in Mervingian's sort of palatial chateau. I'm surprised because if I was going with the Matrix, I would have gone with the subway scene, the subway fight. Um, Maybe not, I suppose maybe not for a fight scene, it's probably not as great. They're just jumping at each other with guns, aren't they? Or did they use fists in that? But that uh, chateau one, yeah, it's really impressive. But the thing about it is it doesn't quite have... It wouldn't have quite have the, the kind of the playfulness and fun. That second Matrix film was quite dry and humorless, if I remember correctly. But the freeway chase and the Chateau fight are absolute standouts. They're like just spectacular. You probably haven't seen it in a while, but if you go back to it and it just begins with Neo stopping all the bullets mm. and then the five guys coming at him. Like the they shot it for three weeks, just that, that sequence, and they prepped it for about six months. They built the whole set to basically be demolished. Yeah. And they brought in guys that were uh, skilled in each of the weapons that they use, which they're, they're sort of whipping them off the walls and sort of coming at them. And it, what I like about it is that usually in sort of kung fu films and sort of fight films, there'll be five guys sort of standing around while one guy is throwing the punches and they're waiting for their moment to sort of jump in. But in this, they're basically all going at him at once. And he's like defending himself from all of them, from all angles. And it, it's just a, a spectacular mm-hmm. sequence. But that also had like... You had Keanu fighting David Leach, who ended up co-directing the first John Wick film. Oh. You had martial artists who have worked on everything, like Brad Martin and Tiger Chen Wu and Usami Elam and Marcus Young. And these are like guys that they may not be familiar to everybody, but within the sort of the realm of martial arts, they're uh, legends within their own right. But it wasn't just those guys. How long will this go on? They also had like martial artists working all the wear work, so it wasn't like special yeah. effects guys where they're, they're tugging on the wires and, and sort of trying to make the effect look good. These were basically trained martial artists that were handling everything. The film isn't that great, but that sequence to me is spectacular. Um, I'm getting the sense that you're really trying to make me go for the Matrix Reloaded scene. No, you can you can pick whatever you, you want, but the winner is um, the Chateau fight. Whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> well, are you are you the judge in this particular bout? The, the terms that you set up at the beginning of the show is that I can choose the winner of each of these rounds. But based on a split decision, you know, we, we can give it to points. And uh, on points, I think the Chateau fight takes it. Well, since you have uh, made such a convincing argument and are so desperate for the Chateau fight to get through, I'm going with John Wick 3. A devastating attack! I also have a great <laughs> clip, you see, of the Chateau fight, and I'm gonna, I want to use it. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. No, we'll go with John Wick 3. The pain! <laughs> Son of a bitch. Neither one can get the upper hand. I'm going with John Wick 3 because it sticks in my head. And I had, I, and I do not remember. I, all I remember about that shadow fight was the, him stopping the bullets. That was all I remember. I don't remember anything else. That sounds like a you problem. They're fighting to the bitter end. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah, it's for like those severe knocks on the head I get from my weekly fist fights with my Fight Club. You know. Where did that come from? There. I I did want to talk about Fight Club on this podcast, but you know, rules are rules. Yeah, you've ruled out competition fights. There's a devastating attack coming up. No doubt about it. No, because you don't talk about Fight Club. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's rule number one. That's gotta hurt. All right, Stewie. What's the first rule of Fight Club? G-string underwear. No, it's don't talk about Fight Club. Oh, well, I really blew it. <laughs> <laughs> Round pen. This is you and whose army? 
And when I think about like the fight scenes that I saw in the cinema and just sort of blew me away and became um, almost a meme before there were memes, where the music alone just got used in commercials and animated films where they're parodying it. Uh, it, it just sort of got everywhere. It became bigger than the film itself. But it is Kill Bill, and it's when the bride goes up against the crazy 88s and she walks into Oren Ishii's palace and uh, takes them all on. It's the highlight of those, film, of, of those two films, isn't it? It's the real highlight. It's, uh, it's fantastic. But I just, I just love those two films. In fact, reading the script to Kill Bill was one of the most pleasurable experiences I had when I was sort of learning how to, to screenwrite. Uh, that was one of the, the most fun reads I ever had because uh, it was all in one massive document. The two movies were in one at that stage. There was one big sequence that didn't make it into the film, but I, I remember sitting down one evening and just reading it for pleasure and just loving it. That's the thing with his scripts. They are just fun documents to read. Like, I remember getting the copy of whatever, Glorious Bastards was leaked early, and I remember just sitting down those first 20 pages. It was just like, you just didn't want... They were literal page-turners. You just didn't want to stop reading them. He's one of those few filmmakers, though, where I think, um, I wonder what kind of a filmmaker he'd be if he didn't see films. Wow. Because... Um, he tends to recycle and reuse a lot of references from other films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's probably why Once Upon a Time in Hollywood feels his most personal, because it doesn't feel like it's referencing anything else. I love this. It just seems to be a love letter to Los Angeles of that era. Yeah, there's a love... Uh, but everything else, like... It's lovely. You know, yeah, there's it, there's a real... There, yeah, it does feel... There, there's a sense of ageing. There's a sense of... Yeah, there's a sense of place. But there's also a sense of time. There's a kind of a, a melancholy going on in that film. And I, 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 do, I do love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But the one that it's up against is one of the titans of martial arts, and he hasn't come up yet, uh, but it's Tony Ja, and it's uh, The Protector from 2005. Uh, I think it's Warrior King over here, but it has, you know, when I talk about the Chateau fight in in The Matrix Reloaded, uh, that sort of like staircase and and all the different um, fighting that's going on, in The Protector, it's basically an uncut Steadicam shot where he bursts into, I think it's a hotel or it's it's some sort of like complex. Um, and he's running up a staircase and he yeah. is um, taking everybody on. And he's a thigh boxer in, in reality, so his fighting style is a lot of like knees and kicks and, and clinches. Uh, but it, it's just like breathtaking to behold because there's no edits, it's just we're watching him yeah. demolish uh, everyone that gets in his way. Yeah, I, I, I actually watched that scene. I, I think I saw it when it first came out, but I did rewatch that scene, and it's unbelievable. It's you know all those stunt performers, what they did is amazing. And if you were to, if I were to weigh them up, like yes, um, Kill Bill is stylish and entertaining and comedic and brutal and all those sort of stuff. But what Tony Ja and the filmmakers achieved there and the stunt people is kind of a breathtaking. Really, it really is just. You don't have to be a gifted individual to pull that off. The storyline itself is a little silly, though, but it is sort of like in line with John Wick, yeah. where you know John Wick is avenging his dog, and in uh, the Protector, he he wants his yeah. elephants back, <laughs> so he's he's going after the gang that took them, the criminal yeah. gang. Uh, but you know, I think there's um, spectacular skill on both sides. I I. I'm going. I'm going with uh, Tony Ja movie because I saw. I, I actually saw both those scenes today, and and the one that kind of like blew me away. Uh, like I know one's Tarantino, but the, the Tony Ja one is just it's 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 fantastic. It's spectacular, and um, yeah, I'm going with that one. Screw it. There you go. Wrong again. <laughs> Silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. Round eleven. Bring us home. <laughs> uh, and this one is basically piss take fist fights and slapstick whip dick face crack head kicks. What? And it's uh, side splitters. So you know, womp womp, funny. Mm-hmm. Just like the title of this, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, and I'll give you both of these at the same time because there's not Christ. really much I can say about these other than they're just really funny, cartoonish, like uh, kung fu films. And the first one is Kung Fu Hustle, which I saw in Sydney um, with an audience that was mostly uh, Asian Australians. And um, 
we were just in bits laughing at the cartoony sort of uh, type of um, uh, slapstick comedy where uh, uh, an unwitting criminal wants to join the gang that is basically yeah. racketeering and providing protection for this little um, uh, tenement. And uh, he's not very good at it. And little does he know that most of the people that live in the tenement are um, master uh, martial artists in their own right. Everyone. Despite the fact that they're middle-aged <laughs> barbers and... Absolutely everyone. And dowdy landladies. The fat cow makes a lot of noise. I'm going to kill her. Watch this. Who's throwing handles? It's brilliant. But it's, it's such a silly, <laughs> silly, silly <laughs> film. And it has sort of great Lauren Hardy type comedy. It's uh, brilliant. But it's... I just love that film. Uh, so that that's Red Corner. Yeah. And in the blue corner, this is one that I can't really sum up too much. Yeah. Because I've only ever seen the scenes. I've never seen the whole film, but I've seen about 25 minutes of this film. But it's uh, from 1991, and it's the story of Ricky. And um, oh. <laughs> it is so over-the-top and bombastic and slapsticky and Grotesquely over-the-top, punching a hole through a guy and <laughs> pulling a guy's heart out through his chest. It and... gets shown around a lot. Like, I asked on Twitter uh, yeah. for favourite fight scenes, and that came up again. And I was aware of it because it's been doing the runs for years and years online I've never seen the actual film neither have I I've, I'm only basing it on clips but for me like you know there's no like Kung Fu Hustle is one of those delightful films that I was baffled at how it got made because it's 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 it's, it's so silly but it takes the silliness to a degree that is that you actually you get to the point where you actually admire what they've accomplished and it's ridiculous but then the fight scenes are audacious everyone's got like superhuman kung fu powers <laughs> and uh, it's just so much fun that film is fun from beginning to end it's got to be kung fu hustle it's just so much fun it's great crack and you have to watch it if you haven't seen it is this it is it the end final round so this is it the fight we've all been waiting for. That was 11 rounds. It all boils down to these last moments. Gang fights, street fights, enclosed fights, tag teams, guys up against an army of thugs. This bout will determine who is the strongest once and for all. I really tried to sort of like cast a wide net and scoop up as many great fight scenes as I could. It doesn't get any more intense than this. But... When it comes to my actual pick for the best bit... Only one champion walks away from this. I think that my choice would win against all of the the ones that you chose from each category. So this would have the best tag team. It would have the best tulip scene. It would have the best gang fight. The best slapstick moment. Have the best one man against an army scene. And it's probably the most influential martial arts film that's ever been made. It's from 1973, and it's Enter the Dragon. Brilliant. You deserve the praise, my friend. How could it not be? Okay, cool, great. Which made uh, a megastar out of Bruce Lee, and he never got to uh, see what uh, his impact was. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's the film that... I think it's got great tulip scenes where Bruce Lee is using the nunchucks. It's him sort of like demolishing all of Han's henchmen in the lair. Um, it's got a great tag team moment where he's teaming up with John Saxon. It, it really does feel like it has everything. But it's also like a film where all the guys that we'd spoken about mm-hmm. in all these different categories and some of the fight coordinates we didn't mention, but a lot of them sort of cross over where you're, you're seeing the same guys popping up, sort of choreographing fight scenes in Haywire and John Wick 2 and The Matrix and what have you but every single one of not only the stunt performers and those fight coordinators and those fighters in general they would all look to Bruce Lee as being like the guy that basically kicked it all off and put martial arts uh, on the map for good reason because for me it's just like one of the ultimate movie stars where he just burns off the screen and I just love I just love that film it's such a yeah. it's such a kick-ass like action film you, you've made me want to go back and revisit that because um, I think I've only seen it maybe once like all the way through and it kind of had the vibe of a 
the Bond film. Yeah. But there's no question about it. There's, like Bruce Lee's presence, his, char- his charisma is so magnetic. You just want to watch him. You just want, you can't kind of can't take your eyes off of him. He has that thing that I think that great movie stars have. And uh, it's sort of gone from a lot of the, the recent sort of crop of actors that are um, A-listers today. And it's not aesthetic beauty because there are a lot of great movie stars who aren't conventionally, you know, beautiful or, or handsome. You know, Gene Hackman is someone that you can't take your eyes off him, but it's not because he's, like, great mm. to look at. He just has star charisma. And Bruce Lee has it as well. And I think yeah. quality that sort of makes a movie star is there's a sense of danger to them. There's not just a twinkle in their eyes. There's sort of a fire behind their eyes as well. And Bruce Lee just, he could be sitting in a room in a suit, barely moving. And you're like, oh, he's in charge. That's the guy. He just sort of like had that aura where he was just like bigger than the room that he was in. To me, okay, to me. Ultimately, martial art means honestly expressing yourself. Now, it is very difficult to do. I mean, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then feel like pretty cool and all that. Or I can make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it. Or I can show you some really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, that, my friend, is very hard to do and you have to train you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it it's there when you want to move you're moving and when you move you are determined to move not taking one inch not anything less than that if i want to punch i'm gonna do it man and i'm gonna do it you see so i mean so that is the type of thing you have to train yourself into it to become one with the he is the best embodiment of a fighter it was the faces he made and the noises he made. He just was like, he was so entertaining yeah. to watch because he just looked like he was so irritated, but he was also making a mockery out of the people that he was kicking the shit out of. <laughs> but yeah, Enter the Dragon. Did you know that that also inspired like the Street Fighter games? Enter the Dragon? Even the bad guy in that Han Vega in Street Fighter has a lot of similarities of Han. Vegan. Using the sort of the clawed hand and oh stuff. Oh my God, I actually never clicked. Of course. Jesus, yeah, of course. But Bruce Lee, yeah. it's a shame that he didn't live to sort of like see his own success. And it's a shame for us because I think that there would have been many, many sequels to Enter the Dragon. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. There it is! It's all over, ladies and gentlemen! So, Kevin. We're back again to the wheel. Yeah. The wheel of death. The wheel of death, man. Um, I'm I'm now in the... I, I hate this moment. Just just, just spin it. <laughs> just spin it. Just knock it Okay, here go we on. go. Hit it. And Hit it. Tell me what's... Spinning. Spinning. Ahead of me. Okay. Uh, well, it's best mockumentary scene. Oh, okay. Okay, mockumentary. Best mock doc scene. Do you know what? That suits me, because it's a very... That's a lot of Christopher Guest movies. Fantastic. Oh, that's a come down. That's a come down from fight scenes. Oh, okay. I I feel (laughs) great. I feel actually looking forward to rewatching some of this. I feel pummeled after that. (laughs) Not for six. I'm not for six. Okay, Will, so where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me on Twitter under Willems Film and on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, which is the Best Bits Podcast on Facebook. Kevin, where can people find you? Um, I'm on OnlyFans and you can find me there under... Uh, no, I'm kidding again. <laughs> so what to do? No, I'm on Twitter <laughs> at Kevin Lee Han. And uh, we also have a Twitter uh, handle, which is at Best Bits Pod. And um, like we've gotten into the habit of doing now, yeah. Um, if you like this podcast, uh, just rate us and recommend us uh, and share us with your friends. And um, yeah, it would be just doing us uh, a great favor. And uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. So if you want to get in touch, you can email us at bestbitspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're happy to hear notes because we're screenwriters and we can yeah, take we them. We just cry for about five hours. Come back and say, great, thanks for that. <laughs> 
Okay, so next week, best mockumentary scene. Brilliant. Looking forward to it, Kevin. Bye. Thanks very much. Episode 11, done. That was a weird bye by me. The Best Bits podcast is produced by Will and Kevin. All audio clips and music heard in this episode is the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. If you have any notes, comments, scene suggestions, or just want to get in touch with us, email us at bestbitspodcast at gmail.com. Beautiful! Out with a bang! And here is a clip from the lad's latest mini-bits bonus show. The full episode, plus 100 more, are available on their Patreon. Mini-bits. Another new episode. Of this Patreon podcast. Exclusive. The best bits podcast with Will Kevin, how are you? Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, you know, I've got this. I've got my corn sorted out. I went to the Chiraptus the other day and uh, she Your said... corn? Uh, my corns. Did you ever get, get corns? No. Did you know what a corn is? Yeah, it's a bunion on your foot, isn't it? Yeah, like in between your toes and stuff like that. Do you, do you not wear any shoes like around the house you walk no, barefoot? I, I, I wear... No, it's the opposite. GA shorts. It's the opposite. I wear incredibly tight shoes. Like those Chinese women oh. who get their feet bound, who had their feet bound, like, you know, before the turn of this yeah. last century. And so they had incredible corns and bunions. This is a great opener for a mini bits episode where we get people disgusted. Squally, it's episode 73 of the mini bits. <laughs> I'm Kevin, you're Will. This is yeah. our Patreon podcast. Thank you to all our lovely patrons. Yeah. A few of you have jumped in recently. I don't know what we said. We try to goad people into joining up every single episode and then every so often it's like a lot of people join because of one specific episode and yeah. I'm like what did we how did we say it what did we say on that episode that's different <laughs> to the other 270 episodes maybe it didn't sound as desperate maybe we said don't jo-. maybe reverse psychology that's how we should do it reverse psychology don't join up to our patron don't it's <laughs> You don't des- everybody you, cancel. You don't deserve to be in this group. We don't want you. We don't we like don't the look of you. you. We don't we don't need anybody. <laughs> it's just us. It's absolutely just us. Hey, should we tell people we we did I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say it on mic, especially so early. We did an interview with the Irish Examiner last Friday. We did. Yeah. And uh how do you think yeah. I how do you think I did? I, I I think you did all right. Like you didn't interrupt me once. So I was <laughs> delighted with how I came across. But, you know, there's no sort of time limit on this. We don't know when it's going to get posted. One of our friends was saying, Kathy at the cinema was saying that their interview with, did they do the examiner as well? It was six uh, months yeah. before it posted. And, and the Guardian, I'm pretty sure. They were, they were profiled in the Gar- Guardian as well. Yeah, but we don't do any really promotion. Like nah. we don't do anything. Well, this is our first time getting any sort of like proper coverage, which is going to be mad. So um, uh, listen to all you listeners who have uh, found us before we explode. You're, 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 you're an OG. Bust. You're an OG <laughs> listener before Kevin starts getting gold chains from all his Patreon dash. I think I'm more of a silver than a gold. I think oh, yeah. my uh, undertones suit more silver. But, uh, yeah. I just want to die. Goes I, my Prince Albert. <laughs> Your hat? Yeah. I Speaking want one of, of the, which. I want one of those diamond studs in my tooth. That's all I want. So I can go bing whenever I'm on a call. Oh, uh, yeah. Bing. I usually just, you know, wink and like glitch. Yeah. Like starlight twinkle. <laughs> Speaking of which, I interrupted you. What, what, we, what, did, what did you want to speak of? Which? Start the time. Oh. I forgot. You may as well. Start the timer. They, all, all these lucky losers are listening in and, and they're wondering, what are we going to be talking about? But we have to start talking about them after. Yeah. 
we we say goodbye. But look, I wanted to talk to you about. Um, well, you've seen a few things. You've seen the new Godzilla film. Yes, I've seen the first Omen. Uh, I saw Scoop as well. That, oh, uh, we're looking Netflix forward to watching thing. that. We're already okay. Okay, I'll save my thoughts. And right. um, what else did I see? I made notes, but sure, it doesn't really matter. I think I saw that. And I was going to go through all the summer releases and see what oh, takes your fancy. Okay, okay. I'm looking forward because I don't actually know what's what's on the horizon. So, um, I'm well, the Joker to Two trailer came out today. I saw it. Yes, I watched that. Hmm. It reminded me of Chicago. Yeah, it's kind of like you see. It's all very much in the mind's eye. It, they're calling it a jukebox musical. Am I right in saying that? I think you're right in saying that. So, look, hey, listen. Uh, I, I actually what it, what it did remind me of <laughs> was that I want to watch rewatch the Joker because I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It was a kind of a bold new direction. Uh, I'm just going to go cinema. back and watch the episodes from the Batman '66 show. The Joker episodes. Oh yeah, that's going to be just to fill me in, like on the lore, get up to speed, get you right up to speed. (laughs) And you'll be there going, where, where are all the guys in the purple suits with the masks? Where, where are they going to show up? And like, you know, a weird time though, where we have the Penguin TV show with Colin Farrell coming out, which is a totally different canon version of the Penguin. Then you have this offshoot of Joker, which isn't. Its own universe entirely. Mm. And then you have the old Batman films that you can watch. Right. And, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just, I don't know. I'm kind There's of so many IP. But like it's this. just everywhere. What, well, what's happened is the world, the comic book world has very much entered the, the film world. It's where you could have different runs, totally different runs of a character by it's different insane. authors. And there would be totally different riffs on it and stuff. Oh, it's oh, just this is insane. the thing. Kevin, so I'm only catching up on this. You mentioned it to me on a on a pod, on a podcast. What was it on one of those? Uh, it was the main last. Show? It was the last mini bits. Uh, you, you said everyone's describing stuff as insane recently. And have you started noticing it though? Only, only, only with people trying to rise you. That's the only type, only where place where I've noticed people. No, people under sort of trying to every, rise you. Oh my god! Oh my god! I could start posting though, like, um, tweets, comments, TikToks. Uh, articles, anything insane is everywhere. This is insane. That's insane. It's insane. There was a festival just going on about this insane lineup. I was okay. like, oh, it's a mentally ill lineup. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's it's everywhere. And the other, th- do you know the other thing that's also bothering me lately? Wow. wow. And this has been bothering me for years and years and years. It used to be that everyone used to misspell definitely. They'd go defiantly. Okay. Oh, it's defiantly whatever. It would just they're morons. But no. <laughs> I just keep noticing everyone keeps spelling a lot as one word, A-L-O-T, a lot. Where has where have they gotten into their heads that a lot is one word? It's the same way that people will write every time as one word. What's the one that you've, you've pulled me up on a few times and I can't get it right? Compliment. Compliment. I can't, <laughs> but I can't get it right. It's like the you I. because I told you the other day. Yeah, and I went searching for it and I couldn't find it because I had to actually had to an, use it. If there's an I in compliment, it's yeah. I'm paying you oh, a compliment. That's a good way to remember it. Okay, good. And then compliment. I, I wrote that to you. But you did. And I went to try and find it because I was I found myself writing the word compliments. And I went, shit, Kevin. But, I, but you, you gave me a thumbs up, which meant in my world that, yeah, I read that. Thanks. But I did, right? I'm talking about a couple of days later when I was faced with the exact same hurdle of writing the word compliment, I went, okay, what did Kevin say again about compliment? There's an I and the E. What did he say? So I went searching for it and I found it, I think. And I went, oh, the I is paying me a compliment or I'm giving you a compliment. It's insane how little you can retain information. It's insane. (laughs) Come here, let's start talking about what we watched. Come on. Did you start the timer? Yeah, it's it's gone. It's ticking. It's ticking down. The world's going oh, to explode. You know, I have to put in the sound effect. I have to. I have to line oh. up all my sound effects. When you said start I have the timer, like, I have a whole fucking. I have a whole soundboard. Here. Okay. Jesus Christ! Where's me fucking? What? Where's me ding dang ding? Here we go. The timer has started. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right.